Brick and Mortar Reporter, Episode 112. Hey there, localists. This is Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire. Welcome you to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. Today's podcast is jam-packed with tips, strategies, and the motivation you need to take your business to the next level. I'm excited about what you'll learn from today's interview. And don't forget that choosing local when you have the opportunity is vital to your community. So now, let me introduce your host, Christy Hostler, with today's interview. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy, and as always, I'm your host today, and it's just me and you today. We had an interview yesterday, a fantastic interview with Justin Williams, a real estate developer, and boy, did he have some just incredible value bombs that he dropped on us, and so I was so glad uh, to have him on the show and be able to interview him. Now, before we get into today's content, I wanted to remind you that if you need a website for any reason whatsoever. It could be your little league baseball team. It could be a nonprofit. It could be for your church. It should be for your youth group. For any reason whatsoever, it's very easy to find one and to get set up, and it's very inexpensive to get a yearly plan. I recommend Bluehost. They've been my web hosting provider for several years now, and I've never had any problems that they couldn't solve. Most of my problems are created by me, so they've always been able to help get me out of a jam. So if you go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website, it's very simple. Look up the URL you think you want and try to get the one you want. Many times they're getting taken, so you better go ahead and jump on the one you want now if you see it available, and simply go there So once you go there and see how much it is and make your purchase, I will send you a cheat sheet of plugins to go ahead and get on your website. And plugins are a way to make your site a little more user-friendly, and they can kind of give you a little bit of a customized feel for your WordPress website. So brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website to get any type of website that you need, and I will send you a bonus of plugins to go ahead and get you started. So that is all we need to talk about as far as business goes, well, as far as housekeeping goes, we'll always talk about business here, but I want to let you know a couple of things. After uh, 16, 15 straight days, uh, we finally had a rain day yesterday, and it was uh, kind of unexpected. I still planned on going, and before I could even get everything uh, down to Key West, we had uh, a downpour, and the radar said, 90 to 95% chance of heavy thunderstorms between 3 p.m. and 7 p.m., which is exactly the threshold of sunset time. And so we ended up uh, not being able to go last yesterday. But to give you a couple of updates, we are getting very close to getting the approval to be out at sunset, or what I call Mallory Square, it's not really sunset, but be out in that venue during the day whenever cruise ships are in town. And just about every day there is some sort of cruise ship in town here in Key West, and many times uh, there are more than one cruise ship. Yesterday there were three. And so um, there are very few days that are on the calendar that don't have any ship docking. So On days where cruise ships are there, we can start at 10 o'clock in the morning, and we can essentially sell all the way through 
sunset. And that means we leave about 7 o'clock at night. So more hours of the day means your business is open for more hours. And then you have the opportunity to get more customers. And hopefully I'm looking for it to double the amount of revenue that I'm doing. Um, I think as the summer, as we get more into the warmer weather, um, not that it's not warm in Key West in January, but as we get to the point where we're in consistently upper 70s and low 80s, people will begin to really want to purchase the ice cream and the frozen drinks and that sort of thing. And those are things that can always fit in between meals and as a snack. So I'm hoping to double the revenue from that. Also, um, the other thing that we have going on is I'm still still doing um, some taking and some sewing. And so I got my first batch of things done uh, yesterday and was able to get those turned in and get that taken care of. So a little supplemental income never hurt uh, for anyone. And then I'm also working on something a little bit different to do with my pizza to try to crack the code on what it's going to take for pizza to become a big seller for me. I don't think there's any problem with people recognizing the product. Um, Maybe there was an issue with my price point. Maybe there was an issue with my portion size. And so what I think I'm going to do is um, I was making individual round a like eight inch, about eight inch pizzas. And um, I think what I'm going to do is start doing some slices because everyone wants a slice. And so if I can do that and get the cost down to uh, four to five dollars for that, and it would be a, a you know, size of a paper plate essentially that would be a, a big decent slice of pizza then hopefully I can turn that into a big seller for me and I think it's good even as for any business owner to constantly be testing and, and trying different things um, you might have something that is a good seller and you just have no idea how much it could really sell if you tweaked the slightest thing it might be packaging it might be portion size. Um, with, you know, a restaurant or something like that, it might be what side dish you pair with something. And so if you listen to your customers, they will many times give you feedback. And every time I have people order, want to order pizza, they want to order a slice. And so I'm going to attempt to get it to the point where I can do um, a larger pizza, about 12, 12 or 14 inch pizzas, and then give them a large slice for probably $5, I think is probably where the price point I'm going to start. Previously, I was doing an 8-inch round for $8, and I think the price point might have just been a little bit high for that. And I and, and I say high for pizza, but, you know, it's funny, in the Keys, uh, there are a couple of those, you know, like Little Caesar, $5 hot and ready places, but... If you go to any local pizza restaurant, you can't order any kind of pizza for less than about $18, which is kind of unusual um, because I guess I was used to a little bit lower uh, price point for pizza at the local restaurants, non-chain and that sort of thing. And um, I also look at what other people around are doing, and I know our guacamole uh, vendor who does a, it's one avocado that they make into a little bit of guacamole dip, and then they give you a little boat of uh, Tostitos, potato chip, uh, tortilla chips, and that is $8. And um, the pineapple person sells you a small, which is essentially a half a pineapple, 
with a drink in it and a refill for $8 and then a whole one, a large one, for $10. Uh, I know hot dogs sell hot dogs for eight uh, for $5, uh, just, just a hot dog. You can put whatever condiments you want on it. And I know that the conch fritter person sells conch fritters for uh, $8. And so uh, you get, I think, six of them for $8. So I was trying to, you know, kind of get in that price point. Um, I don't want to per- be perceived as trying to undercut other people's prices, um, you know, or anything like that. And so, uh, but at the same time, you know, when I could go three or four days without selling something that I have made and that it, it is universally decent, you know, option for people to have, especially for children that might be picky and not, you know, not want regular adult food, um, that pizza is a good choice for them. And so, um, I'm trying, going to try a couple of things. So I'm trying to, I'm changing my price point, changing the way I serve it, the portion size, size that I'm doing. And what I'm also doing is changing the crust and I'm going to go with a crust that is going to be a little bit thinner and crispier. And that way I can not worry about, uh, it getting soggy or even getting, um, a little bit too damp with toppings and that sort of thing on the pizza. So I'm going to go with that. And so, so there's several things I'm just kind of revamping on that whole product. And you know what? The thing is the entry point for changing something like that is very low for me. Um, I've already got the item. I've already got everything to cook it. It's just a matter of changing a few things and writing a new price on my board. And so I will try it. And just like I had to do with my ice cream, I had to come down a little bit on the price in order to get that to kind of break open and get consistent sales on that. And so uh, I'm hoping to do the same thing with the pizza. Because once I do that, then I know I've got a winning ticket as far as being able to provide for myself. So I definitely don't want to throw away the baby with the bathwater, so to speak, and eliminate an item that I worked hard to jury in uh, before I really have explored its full potential. And the thing about this, uh, this, this lesson is to continually tweak things. Um, it doesn't matter what your business is, whether you are doing an online business and you're constantly split testing and doing, um, you know, different headlines in your email campaigns or whether you are, uh, constantly trying to maybe change the background color on your website and see if people stay there longer. Uh, maybe you're using heat maps and you're trying to see what people are drawn to on your website. Maybe you're a local business and you rearranged your furniture, you rearranged your furnishings, and now it feels different or it flows better. Uh, maybe it's something that you did to improve the efficiency of uh, your, your workflow or your process flow. I mean, these are all things that we need to, to always be looking at. And just to take something for face value and say, well, I tried that and it didn't work. Or I tried this and it didn't work. And I tried that and it didn't work either. Um, I'm not quite ready to uh, go down that path yet. And so I just think at some point in time, um, we're going to get very close to our February uh, February 1st. Uh, it's a Super Bowl weekend, and apparently there are quite a few people that come to Key West to uh, party that weekend or whatever. And then once we get to that point, we're into February, and many people uh, who live up north really start needing a break from winter. 
and they start flying south and they start coming down to visit. So we will very quickly be in the heart of our high season for tourists. And so that will give me an idea of what high season potential is. Now I've also got a little strange situation in that many times what some vendors have uh, perceived as a slower summertime, uh, I might be one of those with ice cream that actually finds that, you know, June, July, and August are really productive months for my business because I have have that kind of thing. Uh, one other very exciting thing that I had happen today is I had the Key West Artisan Market uh, contact me and tell me that they are focusing their next few uh, dates. They have a once a month market. It's outside of the only, what they call it, the restaurant store. It's the only, you know, commercial restaurant store in Key West. And they also have a restaurant and that sort of thing. But they have a once a month market in their parking lot and, and a, a whole lot that's connected to that restaurant store. And it really features uh, culinary things, arts and crafts, and people from all over the Keys. You have to jury in your product and get approved for that. And many times, in fact, when I checked into it in November, there was a waiting list already. It was already, you know, to the point where it was booked up and people were waiting to be approved because there were so many, you know, only so many spots to be had, and yet more people than they had room for wanted to be there. It's a great event, and they contacted me and said we are uh, focusing more on culinary uh, vendors for the next couple of times, and we thought you would be a good fit. So have you thought about filling out an application? And luckily, uh, I did. I went ahead and filled it out, and so I'm just waiting to get the information to go ahead and get juried in. So for uh, March, April, and May, uh, I can hopefully have a secured a spot to be there and make my ice cream and my cryopop for people that are visiting the artisan market. So it's kind of a cool thing. It's a very local oriented thing. It's a great place to meet other vendors and other business people that are conducting business in the Keys. So you never know. I might make enough contacts to uh, get a couple of interviews for the podcast out of it. I hope to make enough revenue uh, to uh, at least, you know, make it a productive day. It's a Sunday. And I think it goes from like 9 in the morning till 2 in the afternoon. So it's a decent time of day uh, to be out there, uh, especially for, you know, Key West. It's beautiful all day long. And then at the same time, it's not going to knock me out of doing anything for sunset that evening as well. So I'm really hoping to turn some uh, profit on those days when I can be out there full time and have a very targeted market of people to uh, serve ice cream and make ice cream for. And so I'm going to be refining some of my flavors and probably try to add a new flavor uh, just for that uh, event so that it can be kind of fresh and new for everyone if they've, if they've encountered me at Mallory Square. So I was quite honored that they got in touch with me. It's interesting. The reason they even knew about me was because the people that planned this also planned the Chalk Art Festival that happened in November. And they... Um, it's a, a couple that uh, plans, that does a lot of the event planning. And they encountered me uh, for the Chalk Art Festival. 
it ended up getting rained out and being moved and, and that sort of thing. So it didn't quite work out the way we had intended. But they came down and saw what I was doing on Mallory and introduced themselves and got to know each other, then became Facebook friends. And then from that point, um, have stayed in contact. So it's like you never know what one versus another uh, event will do for you as far as the contacts go. But I was extremely honored um, because I don't consider myself a culinarian. I don't know what the right word is, but I am not, you know, I'm not a classically trained chef. I'm not um, someone who is into, I mean, I'm not someone who creates specialty food or whatever you might want to call it for packaging or for, you know, purchase and inventory and that sort of thing. I'm more of a on the spot, let me create it for you and you eat it right now, uh, kind of a food vendor. And so uh, I wasn't, I was feeling a little bit insecure about um, my ability to compete with people that are, oh, you know, like raising bees or creating uh, handcrafted uh, soap or pies or whatever it might be. So, like I say, I'm very thankful that they reached out to me, and the minute I got that message, I jumped all over it, and I'll keep you posted on the outcome of that and how that goes, and we'll know we'll know whether that's a viable option or not. But there are lots of events around town that I'm trying to get into as well. This is our again our big big busy time, and um, we even have on the island I live on which is about 30 miles from Key West, we have the only flea market in the Keys. And so it's quite an event, and in season, it's quite large and well-attended, I mean, to the point where they have to put policemen out on the highway to direct traffic to and from there um, on the days that it's open, on those weekend days. And so there is a potential that I might explore something like that as well. I'm just to the point where um, I know I've got some things that are decent, and I know I've got some good products and kind of a good experience I can give people when they purchase my products, and I need to figure out uh, what additional venues I can get in. So I'm working on all that and continuing to tweak what I have, and hoping that um, I can uh, get a tax return to uh, supplement my income until I get it taken care of, uh, where I'm, I'm on track to hit what I need to hit. Like I say, I had 15 straight days in a row down at Mallory Square, which is fantastic, but most of those days I average making about half of what I really need to make in order to live off of. So uh, I'm thankful for that. Don't get me wrong. There were days when I was going down and losing money. So for me to come away with clearing you know, uh, half of my goal, then I definitely have made progress. And so if I can figure out the pizza thing, then I might get, you know, bridge the gap between the 50% and the 100% and then go from there. So definitely not done trying, definitely not done tweaking, and I'm going to figure it out. I really uh, feel like I, you know, I can at this point. And so uh, I'm just going to keep doing what I need to do. And the good news is I do have some people that I have become friends with that are at Mallory, that are vendors, that have also, uh, you know, are also bouncing ideas off me and trying to help me think through things and uh, trying to help me figure it out as well because they've been down there and they've seen it, you know, and they've, they've experienced it a lot longer than I have. So that's the updates and that's exactly where I am so far uh, this week with uh, being down at the pier. And, you know, I'm, I appreciate you listening. I, sometimes I feel like I just ramble with what's going on in my job and my life. And, um, but these are, they're lessons that you can learn as you're doing a business that if you never document them, 
as you're trying to start a business, they could be lost. And so just the fact that I actually have to think every single day about what is the business lesson I'm going to talk to you about for that I'm that I'm learning, it, it helps me examine my business in a different way. It helps me, um, you know, formulate a little bit of analysis and self-analysis that uh, I'm trying to figure something out or that I'm headed in the right direction or the wrong direction. And a lot of times I think the tendency might be to ignore that if you aren't accountable. So this podcast actually helps keep me accountable. And so for those of you that listen, I am so thankful that you're on this journey with me and that um, I feel like many of you are rooting for me. And I appreciate that. And it's just been um, an honor to spend time with you in your little earbuds or whatever method you use to listen to the podcast today. Um, so far for January, we are, we have, we've had massive uh, exponential increases in our listenership. And so uh, a lot of the work that I've been doing on social media is uh, beginning to pay off for me. And so I'm continuing to uh, really try to hone what I need to do uh, to, again, make this podcast uh, something that's worthwhile and a financial investment uh, in myself and in in my income stream. And so um, I'll I'll keep exploring that as well because I feel like uh, I feel like there is something there and I need to uh, tap into that. So before I let you go, I did want to remind you again that our our web hosting sponsor is Bluehost, and they're fantastic, and if you're needing a website, I understand you can do a lot of different things to go get your website, but Bluehost is the one I recommend. It's very simple to find it, very simple to find if your URL is available. It's brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website. Go there, look at your URL you want to purchase. If you go ahead and make the purchase, I will send you a bonus. It's a cheat sheet of plugins that you want to go ahead and get on your WordPress website. So um, I'll be thrilled to send that to you. Simply go to brickandmortarreporter.com forward slash website, and I'll get the message and send it to you uh, pronto on your email. So thank you again for joining me today. I appreciate all you do, all the feedback you give me, all the encouragement you give me. Some of you reach out to me on social media and say, hang in there, you're doing great, or, you know, that sort of thing. And I appreciate it very, very much. And I can't wait till I have success upon success that I can tell you about and we can go through and dissect that and hopefully pave the way for many more people to come behind me and also be successful. So thanks again for listening and I hope you have a fantastic day. All right. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. I'm Nick Unsworth of Life on Fire, reminding you that building your business happens step by step. Whether you're just starting or growing your business, use what you heard in this interview today to build a strong foundation for your business. Make sure you don't miss a single episode by subscribing to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast in iTunes. And remember, when you have the choice, choose local. 